Hello and welcome back to the Finding Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Today we have a very special guest. We're talking to Sinead Hegarty, who we've been wanting to speak to for quite some time. She's just so amazing. She's a great light in the self-development space. She does so many different things, such as having like meditation courses. But one of the main things she does is just spread such an incredible light and incredible message across all her social media channels. Yeah, this might be your first time hearing from Sinead, but I highly doubt it. Like, <laughs> I feel like most of you guys are going to already know who she is. But yeah, we've been trying to get her on the on the show for you know since like last year. We were like, mm. oh, I really want to get Sinead on. So this was amazing to chat to her, and we spoke all about meditation, finding purpose, manifestation, mm. uh, relationships, mm. how to improve your relationships, and just general like really uplifting chat. We were literally like so uplifted and inspired after this conversation she's just a little ball of sunshine an absolute joy to chat to so you're all gonna leave this podcast feeling way more high vibe than you might feel right now so um yeah hope you enjoy the conversation Okay, so I'd just like to welcome Sinead onto the podcast. We are so, so happy that you are here to talk to us because as I just said, we've followed your journey for quite a while and we've really been inspired by you in so many different ways. So if you could just start by telling the listeners a little bit about you if they don't know you or haven't heard it yet, because I'm sure a lot of them probably have. Um, and just kind of what you do in your journey there. So I do think you have quite um, an interesting journey as to where you got now, where you got, how you got to where you are now, sorry. <laughs> Um, oh my god I don't even know how far back we want to go where do we want to start with this like there's a lot whatever feels well, right for you yeah I, I think yeah I love your story, story like yeah. um like right from where it all started like when you first went traveling and like you're yeah. heartbroken that is when the start that, that is the start yeah so and I, everyone's yeah. always like and I'm like I don't know anything before that because I feel like that was the start <laughs> and that was like four four years ago now it must have been four years ago yeah so basically it's probably where it started because my life was in automatic mode at that point so everything was just like plain sailing up until that point it was like oh get a job go to university and get a and get a degree get a husband get a marriage blah blah so that's kind of like where I was going and I was like living in London I was living in Essex at the time and it was with my current partner and like you know you know love of my life and like all this we're gonna get married and then we were traveling we were going traveling across the world um within the these two weeks anyway where all this shit happened and yeah I just got a text then that like he had cheated on me by like some girl just texting randomly and at that point was just like my world came crashing down and that was like the first time that I ever it wasn't the first time I ever had like a massive hurdle but it was the first time that I really really lost myself and so I decided to just go by myself and um, it was two weeks later the flight and I was like well you're not coming so I went on ahead and that's when sort of the the dark place kind of happened for me because I ended up being alone and really really heartbroken without any tools to deal with my own self-love I think the the whole thing really was was that I had no relationship with myself my whole relationship with myself depended on someone else loving me so I didn't know how to love myself I felt unworthy I felt like it wasn't enough like I really really add away at myself within that year after with like negative thoughts to the point where it was just um yeah it it was a really really dark dark place and one way I got out of it was like reading and finding out about human behavior and realizing that it's not me um and that I it's about values and how how people are and like you know what I mean like I was always enough it was just the thoughts that were going on in my head so I went through this whole period of like this really really dark place and things that saved me were books podcasts you know YouTube videos motivational speakers like all these things sort of like saved me and I started to realize there was like and then I became obsessed with the whole self-development and I really began to find myself and then I just went through this whole process of being really skint and like going through the whole traveling alone I hated men I didn't want to touch them Ugh, I hated them so I think that's when I gave my following because I was like really hitting men and I was voicing like my my <laughs> my disgust because I couldn't understand it was so hard for me to understand men because I was like this guy was the love of my life and he loved me so much he was the best boyfriend ever and he still did it so it didn't matter how nice somebody was like I didn't trust them so I had this big shield over my heart for so long and it was probably the best thing ever because I had to build up that defense and that resilience to go out into the world of romance again so yeah I went through all that went really down place no money and 
once you're at that low when you're at like rock bottom like it actually says I'm, I'm so dramatic in my journal like you know that I'd hit rock bottom I had like $20 left and I felt alone heartbroken I just felt like it was just there was just nothing for me I just felt so alone um when I hit that it was like you know what like nothing can get worse right now so I can I started shooting and taking risks and just doing everything for for me at that point so yeah I don't like that's sort of where it began and then all the self-development I got into I was always working over in Australia in the bar and then left there went traveling again by myself and started working on like influencing and like working online doing a lot of book reviews and stuff like that so then moved my up and then started doing motivational speaking and then began a business so the business is called brave and it was brave retreats which was taking solo travelers girls away and getting them to find themselves on retreats but COVID hit and the brave way became the new thing so that was an online meditation um well it's going to be an online meditation empire but right now it's an online meditation (laughs) course so um that's where we are now and because meditation was one of the things that saved my life as well and made me I would say like meditation is the reason why I am where I am and it was the Mm. reason why a lot of successful people were where they were and I knew that so I began the journey myself and realized oh I'm actually not like insane or I'm not like sick. I used to feel sick because I was, I could never sleep. I used to just think this is normal. I just sleep and I just have anxiety and that's just like my, my illness. And when I began meditating and discovering all this stuff, that is when I realized that there is tools out there to help you deal with life's heartaches. And meditation was probably the one that made me calm made me like have a decent sleep and everything relies on your sleep like your like your day-to-day if you don't get a good sleep so um yeah so I don't I don't even like there's so much to talk about but I know we could pick and pick and choose something from there yeah no I absolutely love your story and I think that's like what makes you so relatable to like everyone is that you've been through all the things that like everyone else has been through that heartache and feeling anxious and like being skint having no money and feeling like lost and like you got through it all and then have come out the other time you're like thriving and like have turned all of that like you know seemingly negative situation and pain in such positive and then every like bit of pain you go through you turn it into like um like something helpful for your like audience like you you because you can put yourself in their shoes you're so good like on your Instagram and stuff and on, on your podcast at like speaking like so clearly like this is here's a tool or this is something I learned in a book and like this is exactly how it can help you and I, I love how much you like share from that like from your own pain and um and how you transformed it and helped so many other people and obviously like meditation is amazing so did you start like meditating like when in your journey did you start meditation was it like right away when you started to go travel like when did you actually discover it because like we love meditation as well like we do it every single day um but I think you've got such like a beautiful relationship with it and I just love like I want to hear more about meditation like what it means to you and more about the brave way and like and and like your plans for it and, and everything like why meditation is so important and how it can help other people yeah so I think that my meditation journey must have started about three years ago two and a half three years ago I began meditating and I when I started meditating I started releasing a lot of emotion like the tears were coming down my face every day and I was like what the hell is going on so I started to become really intrigued by the process of it and what was going on and I wanted to get the best out of it as well so I started learning about it and as I started learning about it I was also um teaching as well so I did my practitioner and I started teaching just in in person in in women's circles and I wrote the meditations for my soul and the the effect on people like the emotion being released I was like okay I'm gonna have to do something with this because <laughs> um I'm meant to do this but yeah so there's a there's a thing called emotional detox especially when you start when you start meditating so for years and years and years we are taught I don't know in England you probably don't have it as much as us Irish but us Irish are not allowed to show any emotion we're not allowed to cry we don't hug we don't kiss we don't say love you um we can that's how how we all grew up I'll I'll never even forget like you know like coming home from Australia after two years of being away and mum was like 
um yeah get the boss you know like there's no like hi like there's no excitement it's like a typical Irish family to like be like that so there's a lot of emotions that if you're dealing with things like you know I dealt with grief when I was really young and I dealt there was a lot of things bear, bear in mind I didn't deal with it I just it just happened and I never processed it so when I started meditating like I started to really process all these experiences that had happened to me and then once you get through this emotional detox you start to begin to reframe everything and for the good so everything that's happened in your life you be, you have a lesson and what met like my niche in meditation is I help people find themselves by first of all getting them so relaxed and through visuals because a lot of meditations you, you can just do transcendental. There's so many different meditations, but mine's is mostly based on finding yourself and finding the answers within. And to get that, you need to have someone really mindful. And what I do is like paint the picture. So every meditation is usually um, a journey through your senses, like, you know, where you are, what it looks like, what it smells like. You know, it's not just green grass. It's like miraculous, like thriving green grass that you can smell and you like really get into this present moment. And then I begin to ask the questions. Um, so I begin to ask questions to find because at the start. So the first start of the, the start of the course is all about finding yourself and asking the questions because we always forget to ask for what we want we say we want this life and we say we want this and we want that but we never truly make the order so to even just ask for purpose is sort of the first thing that we do we really ask for purpose we put it out there and then we wait for guidance through signs and when you're waiting for those signs and you're open to what the universe is bringing you like those signs come in whether you take them or not it's your decision because there's a lot of rejection and a lot of like a lot of people reject what the universe has given them so an example of like that would be say for example you're like okay I'm asking for a purpose and you're in your normal job and you're starting to feel shitty going to your job you're starting to feel anxious really hate it you hate walking into the thing like that's your emotions arising to tell you something and if you're just going to keep rejecting it and rejecting it then you're just rejecting you ask for something the universe delivered in your emotions and then you just rejected it if you just continue the same thing happens in relationships you know you ask for love or happiness or what you want and you see a text message or you see something that he's done or she's done and you ignore it you just ignore 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 it until it's like bang in your face you know because I think that's sort of what happened to me as well um so yeah so we do all those asking and then we we try to find the most joyful moments within our lives so I kind of paint this like timeline for people um and I start to you know get them really relaxed and ask them you know what is your most joyous moments like for example in your most joyous moments in your career there are certain things that come up and there's certain things that don't come up at all. Like someone's like, gosh, I couldn't find anything in my career. And I'm like, mm, well, wonder what that means. So if you're not finding joy in your career, it, it means something. So if I say um, in the last few years, like pinpoint the most joyous moments with your family and your friends and your loved ones, like what are those joyous moments? And they're mostly got to do with like experiences, times where you had this vulnerability. Um, they're not times where you're drinking in the pub. All right. So once you start to notice what these joyous moments are, and even if with your partner, if I ask what your most joyous times are, it's usually like when you stay up all night talking or you play games and you're playful and you have an experiences. It's not sitting on your phone watching TV um, and all the things you're proud of in your school or your career, whatever, all these things come up. And then it's more easier to go forward with what exactly what the, what exactly that you want because in my career you know the best moments for me are not the moments that I get gain the, the money and um, they're the moments that I can give to charity without it really stinting my pocket so I work towards that within my career I work towards being able to give um without having without it being like a dent in my pocket you know what I mean so it's like there's a part of this that goes to charity so I can work towards those things so like that's the first section you sort of go through that and you try to find yourself and we do a lot of asking questions we bring in like guides and spirit guides and stuff like that and try to get some answers and if you don't get some answers the the, the main thing is is that you've asked the question and they will come to you in signs and then the next section is visualization and manifestation so visualizing um 
it's all about make it's, it's about having fun like visualizing is so fun um and people get can be like oh Shanine, i can't visualize and i'm like have fun with it start get rid of the limiting beliefs that like you can't have this life it's in your head this is your decision like no one's impacting you right now so to get into that state of like visualizing what it is that you want your higher self acting in her future self like you know whether she gets the job or she's got an event and she's shaking hands with all her friends and everyone's congratulating her big party like to to really visualize those moments puts you in such a happy happy high vibration and it also gets your brain ready to really start that journey so you'll start to see signs and once you've visualized and done all the stuff you'll start to see signs like a, a good example for me is like you know I seen this house that I wanted in Bali and I really wanted it I was like oh my god I want it, it was so expensive it wasn't expensive but like you have to pay up front here you have you can't like just do mortgage you have to pay up front and I was like I'm gonna manifest this house so I manifested myself in this house visualizing and I really wrote down all the reasons why I wanted I wanted for my space for my creativity for my for a safe place to feel secure um and then I was like right okay I have no money I have like three thousand pounds in my bank I was like mm, okay but then you surrender you just surrender to the universe and then boom idea like I'm literally like and then you reject it or you accept it. So an idea for me, one of the ideas that came for me was writing a book about relationships. And it came when I was in the garage and I'm never in the garage. Like who goes to the garage? I don't know why I was there. I was like locked down. <laughs> I was like doing a workout in the garage. The radio was on. Who listens to the radio? I don't know. So it was just like all these people complaining about their partners and their friends and their family and their wives um, anonymously on the radio, you know, in lockdown because it was really tough. And obviously I've read so many relationship books and it's really something that I really enjoy and I was like I just need to really write down everything that I've learned and summarize everything and just put it into a book and I could have just rejected that you know I could have been like oh no that's so much hard work I'm not a writer which by the way I'm not a fucking writer like I haven't a clue but I was like no I'm gonna do this and then I was like okay let's do it and then that's that is the money that got me the house that got me enough money to really get the house not that I bought the house but like because of the pandemic but you know those things there so you're you're manifesting and then that's what happens whatever and then the next session is self-belief because you can't manifest or you can't get the life you unless you think you deserve it and that's a problem people can visualize and manifest all they like but let's just say I say to you, I'm like, okay, say you want, I don't know how rich you are, but say you want a million pounds. Like, do you think you deserve it? <laughs> oh, you're asking. <laughs> we were talking about this on our previous episode, actually, you were saying a similar thing, like sit with that, like, do you actually feel you deserve it? And where you actually think, oh. Do yeah, I? like your subconscious mind is probably yeah, like, uh, like your no. conscious mind is like, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, I want to be a millionaire. Like, um, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, but you got to then do all the shadow work. So the end bit is like doing mm. all the shadow work on this and like why do you not believe in yourself? And you have to go back to like your childhood. And, you know, a big impact for me is my teachers. Like my teachers, some of my teachers really put me down. Like I was a little scallywag, I was a little rascal. Like, and, <laughs> you know, those words stuck with me. Those those words really made me believe that I couldn't amount to things. So you have to sit with yourself and do the shadow work and be like, you know, what is that? is that true or is that just some random person's opinion and it is it's mm. some random person's opinion like that they mm. and plus when you're especially in school we get in school and and even with our parents and stuff like you know we especially where I live you know I told my mom I wanted to be this and this and this she's like oh, would you shut up you need a backup plan you need this you need that and it's just how we're conditioned and I had to get rid of those conditions and like really start to li like unlimit myself become limitless and be like I can do anything I want so getting past that is like the hardest bit in like manifesting and working for your dream life because if you don't think you deserve it then universe not going to give it to you so yeah we go through self-belief and self-confidence we do a lot of inner child stuff at the end just to really uncover it's, it's not even that it's like to uncover who the hell you are and when you know who you are it's so easy to go forward in life it's so easy to take negativity um because negativity is going to calm your way judgment is going to calm your way and if you know who exactly who you are your mission in life and what you're doing you're able to go no 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 I can stand up tall and say this is what I'm doing because this is why and then you've got your own evidence from your own meditations and your own subconscious so yeah that's pretty much the brave way that's pretty much oh it. Oh my yeah. god. 
That was amazing. I feel like you just explained the stages of meditation and your course in such a beautiful way. Me and Grace are definitely going to go on and do your course. I'm not yeah. sure anyone listening is probably thinking, oh my gosh, I need to get involved. So we're definitely going to leave that in the show notes for anyone that does want to join that. But um, now you've just explained how meditation has really helped your own journey. I would love to know what other tools you used on your journey, especially in times where, like, say, when you were skin or when you were heartbroken, you were like, oh, my gosh, I don't know how to step forward. What were the tools that you used? Obviously, meditation was a big thing. And I know you have your thing of, um, is it cycle? Is it say your girls out loud? Which I think is, yeah, which I think is really interesting. Um, So, yeah, I'd love to hear, like, the different rituals that you use. Um, I think the biggest one is love of fate. Love of fate is basically like falling in love with your fate no matter what it is. And my best story for love of fate is it's it's basically like knowing that everything that's coming up and even the what you consider to be bad is there for a reason. So a good example of love of fate is me being really skint, like literally not having any money to have, like I could barely feed myself. Like it was ridiculous, but I got there and I got sorted. Like when your basic human needs are like threatened, you freaking understand that you got to get your food. So it's like, and it's it's like see whenever you get like I remember getting paid I had twenty dollars and I remember I did a modeling thing and he gave me two hundred dollars and it was like the happiest day of my life because I was like oh my god so <laughs> meeting your human needs like that is so exciting like that meant more than getting like you know a lot lot more money on days do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. your basic human needs are getting mm-hmm. met there but um so yeah so I was really skinned and I was like, you know what? I'm actually grand. Like I used to be really one of those people that really couldn't deal with not having like at least a thousand pound in their bank account. You know, I would always have like that safety net. And when everything went, I was like, okay, it's not the worst thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like I've lived as long as I live day to day and been able to eat and have a roof over my head. Like I was like, hmm, things are okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. And we tend to like hold on to money and not take risks because we need that security. And so anyway, I went to the farm and like saved like four thousand dollars but really wanted to like I was like my creative drive I wanted the business I was ready to work for myself so I was doing my first event which was sailing singles it was like a, a singles event I was coming back from the man-hating days and was like boom coming back from the farm <laughs> yes I've been Jimmy and I'm ready I was like I'm ready to start my own event so I started my own event and the event was like renting a boat singles it was like all single people blah blah had needed a website all this jazz and it's like oh gonna cost me four thousand dollars and I was like that's all I have and then I was like fuck it I've had a be- I've had nothing before if I make no money he gives a fuck who cares like at least I give it a go I can just go back to working in the bar it's not a massive deal and whilst before I would have been like she need no wit for it until you've another four thousand dollars and then do it like make sure you have that four thousand and then spend your four thousand and I'm like yeah okay right and because I'd been skint before I was like oh, it's grand. I can eat tuna and cucumber for breakfast again it's fine <laughs> so I was like fuck it paid the four thousand dollars and sure I tripled my money and I tripled my money and I haven't worked for anyone else since so in fact my fate of being skint at that time served such a purpose for me in my life because I probably wouldn't be where I am if I went there mm-hmm. so love of fate is just like reframing and making sure like everything is there for like a reason so mm-hmm you know yeah so anything that happens to you bad or good you're like okay what is my fate and I've just got to love it so that's one one until um what's my other choice oh human connection of course human connection because I think that was the main reason why I had anxiety in the first place because I had felt no community I was very hard I was probably more addicted to my phone than anything um so I was probably addicted to the external validation at that point, you know, and um, so I, I forgot to make human connections so having that connection with other people like I started to make an effort and like you know ask the questions that are really deep and meaningful to make these deep and meaningful friendships and when you have a deep and meaningful friendship that person will do anything for you for example you know um, if you need picked up at three o'clock in the morning because you're at some boy's house you know you need that person to pick (laughs) you up because you need to trust someone and once you have someone who'll do stuff like that for you you feel safe and when you feel safe you're you're less anxious so I think having those human connections, I've been obsessed with like making human connections all over the world. Like I, I can't even deal now. I follow 5,000 people. It's too much now. It's too much. But <laughs> we love it. So yeah, I think that's another tool. And then like we've got meditation, you've got reading and I'm trying to think. What's your tools? Um, journaling, yeah, meditation, 
definitely like connection like connecting with you know your friends that you can really trust and yeah, like definitely. lean on that's the most i think that's yeah I such think, an like, important thing visualization like therapy. obviously as you mentioned there in meditation yeah therapy definitely oh, yeah, well, big ones <laughs> As Sinead just mentioned, therapy has been a huge part of her own journey, the same way it has been for me and Grace. That's why we are very, very proudly sponsored by BetterHelp, who are an online counselling service who can set you up with your own therapist in under two days. Yes, BetterHelp sponsor Sinead's podcast as well as ours because it is an amazing company that we are all so proud to endorse and direct you to. So wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, whatever country you're in, as long as you've got a Wi-Fi connection, you can access BetterHelp's therapy services. They have a huge range of online counsellors that are all really, really highly qualified. So whatever it is that you're struggling with at the minute, there's someone on that platform that can help you and you just access it through their website or their app. However you want to communicate through therapy, whether that's video calls, phone calls, or if you don't feel comfortable using your voice in that way, you can just type and said, you can do emails, you can do messages, however you feel the most comfortable, they will match you up with a therapist that is perfectly aligned to what is your current issue, whether you're like depressed, anxious, you're grieving, you're whatever you're feeling you're struggling with right now, they'll match you with someone that is like an expert in that area and they will work around you with how you want to communicate so as you just said there are so many incredible benefits to better help and not only that they are giving our listeners 10 percent off your first month of therapy so as we said it is already much more affordable than traditional offline counseling but you can also apply that 10 percent off your first month so it's going to go to around 160 pounds per month which is actually really really good for therapy because it can get very expensive mm. but we promise you it is totally worth it so if you want to get that discount you can head to the show notes or go to betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet that is betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet to activate the discount and start your own therapy journey today yeah it'll work out around 40 pounds per session for therapy which we are experienced therapy goers we've paid lots of different prices and that is a very very good price for it so if you've been feeling like the financial investment has been standing in your way of taking charge of your mental health and getting the support you need then BetterHelp is the option for you but that's all for now let's get back into the chat with Sinead but yeah, I think, yeah, definitely like holding a vision for your life. And like you said, believing you deserve it. Because like if you hadn't had a vision for your life that you want something bigger, then you probably wouldn't have taken that leap and thought, oh, I'm going to put down that £4,000. So I think that's a big thing for us as well. Like when times are a little bit hard, it's like, but I have this vision and I know yeah, that I want to get there because it won't be in my risk. heart. Yeah, yeah if, it, if it wasn't mine, it wouldn't be in my heart. So it's like holding that vision. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to be in your friendship. <laughs> let's be We'd friends be <laughs> we friend. wanted this <laughs> um i love what? i actually what i said we what wanted to be your friend for ages <laughs> oh i thought you said we we're lost. sisters and i was like oh are you like, no, <laughs> no, no 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 um i actually love that love of faith thing and i think it it like it just sounds so much like that you know that spiritual element of us all like not everyone's obviously in touch with that like spiritual side um and everyone's like in touch with it as well at like different levels and I think just that deep trust that like you know everything is working out for you even in those moments when like you know it everything's going wrong and you're like oh my god and you're freaking out that like higher trust in like okay no it's going to be okay like honestly that that is like a huge thing as well that I I lean on Mm -hmm. um and uh, that love of faith thing just sounds like exactly like that I just I just love that so much but um I'd love to hear some more about like spirituality for you and like what it means to you and how like you know spiritual side has been part of your journey and and like with manifesting as well like obviously you spoke about so much with how you incorporate into your meditations your meditation course just sounds like the perfect like journey of Mm self-development like figuring out how you feel what do you want what's your purpose then visualizing it and then believing it's possible and then like making it happen like it's like everything in one but what specifically like on spirituality like what's spirituality to you because I think everyone's got such a different relationship to it like it's always so beautiful to hear everyone's like individual connection to it and like how it works for them in their own life okay how spiritual are your listeners like how far do we want to go oh they're really no no go go all the way they absolutely love it yeah angels all that kind of jazz we've had really spiritual guests on like we've had a lot of crazy conversations so (laughs) don't hold back um 
I, my spiritual, I go in and out of my spirituality a lot, depending on where I am. Like in Bali, you know, you're so in touch with spirituality. When you're at home, you're so in touch with drinking pints. So it's like, it's just this, it's just this, it's just this balance that I, I don't know how to deal with sometimes. But um, I would say my spirituality just really began, you know, just when, when you're reading all those manifestation books. And I, I remember the first spiritual book I read and it was asking it as given and it's Esther Hicks. And it's like the journey of Abraham Hicks. So basically... And they just, right, so this is one of my first books. And when you're reading one of your first books, it's a Bible. It is the fucking mm. Bible to you. You're like, right. And I just went for it. I just did everything they told me to do. And I remember being, now I was at this point slicing meat for a living. Like slicing, actually in there with my rubber gloves, slicing meat at this Italian restaurant. So I remember like visualizing then. And they were like, visualize your dream life, blah, blah, blah. It will happen if you believe it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Right, okay, right, okay. And I would be on the treadmill before work and I'd be like, right, okay, close my eyes. And then um I used to imagine myself behind uh Barbell with my protein outfit, like being an ambassador. Cause I just loved that. I loved I always watched like Siobhan and all, and I was like, that's what like that's what I wanted, like that's what I wanted. Obviously it's changed, everything has changed now, but you know, even just believing that one thing, I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just give it a go. And there were so many things that I tried, and I was like, Oh my god, everything just works you just believe that so I just had the, the proof in myself that basically if you change your own vibration and become a good person and keep your vibration high you can have everything you want and like you can create your own life so it does not matter if people don't believe it because I'm just like well you're just missing out then sorry you're just really missing out <laughs> like I'm literally sitting in the visualization that I was having when I was slicing a piece of meat you know what I mean? Like I'm living in my house with my, with my partner, like living my, have my best job. And at that point, when I was reading that book, I was sliced meat. So it's, it's just believing. And, and for me, there's so many metaphors in the world that it doesn't, like it basically is like for me, manifesting law of attraction, anything like that, anything spiritual is if you are good, good happens to you. So all the bad and the, the bad low vibrations that you have such as judgment shame guilt which we all deal with especially growing up you know catholic and stuff like that you've got catholic guilt you've got just you know shame judge, judgment even judgment from my job or whatever i do like these things are always coming up and even the judgment that i place onto others because i'm conditioned so all those things you have to uncover and shadow work and the more you uncover and remove these these vibrations these negative vibrations and and like go to a higher frequency the more you just attract and it's so weird as well because I feel like the person that needs nothing attracts everything as well and like that was the biggest realization for me and I just remember being in a hut in Thailand and just really being meditating and self-developing I had like one book and I was just reading and I was like that's all I need like this is really all, all I need and doesn't matter everything else is a bonus and from that moment on like everything just came to me like all this random mm. shit I was like okay um so like it, it, it turns like you know so even the money mindset and stuff like that like you I would always be like oh no I need to keep and then I was like it doesn't matter because I have everything I need like I'd be like this to Jack I'd be like giving um tips here there and everywhere I'd be going to charities and blah blah, blah. and Jack is like you're not wise give <laughs> me that and I'm like dude I don't need anything I have everything that I need and I was like, watch, I was like, you, because Jack is like in this mindset, he's like, everything's dear, everything's expensive. He's like, oh, Jesus, so expensive. Like everything, like an apple or something. And I'm like, and I'm just like, it doesn't matter. I have everything I need. I have this weird, I don't know. So yeah, so I'd say like my spirituality has got to do with like law of attraction. And, you know, I am in touch with like spirit guides and I ask for guidance. And I feel like I get all my guidance, but then, you know, people could say, oh, that's coming from you. And you're like, you're saying it. I'm like, no, it's guidance. Yeah. Universe. <laughs> but yeah, I think like you just got to roll it out. And, but then once you realize, I think when you do all the things to raise your vibration and all these things attract you, you're like, oh, shit, it actually works. So if anyone's listening, it works. So start dealing with your vibration. Mm. Yeah. yeah I love that I think as well um spirituality is still like a bit taboo and I think some people yeah. like want to lean into it but they're still like a bit apprehensive to talk about it or even just yeah. say I believe in the law of attraction or I believe in manifesting so I think hearing like success stories and just hearing that if you take a chance on it and if you 
want to believe that's when you'll see results and I also love that story as well of you saying when you're reading the book because I had a really similar experience once when I was in the park reading my book and I was like I don't need anything else in the world yeah I want other things it'd be amazing to have other things I deserve this life but I actually don't need it and I think like that act of gratitude is what makes you more magnetic yeah yeah definitely what um what would your tip be because like obviously you've gone from where you're saying you were working in restaurants slicing meats and you're visualizing your dream life and now you sat here and you're literally fully living it so like for someone that's like kind of at the beginning of their manifesting journey or they're just starting out and like they've they're visualizing their goals and like nothing seems to be coming in to like fruition yet it's not it's not in their physical reality yet how like how what advice or tips would you give them to like keep being patient with it and like keep believing if maybe they're like oh this isn't working or this doesn't work for me or or whatever Um, like yeah so what I would say is first of all you're resisting and resisting is is kind of like blocking you so like you're constantly thinking like I want I want I want like you're basically if you manifest like just say you're visualizing and you're manifesting like your purpose And then you're like, where is my purpose? Where is my purpose? Like that's resisting and that is blocking you. You need to be like, my purpose will come when it's ready. When I'm ready, you know? So I had to go through, I used to ask for my purpose. That was the first thing I asked for in manifest. When I read my first like manifesting book, um, I asked for purpose. And then I went through the heartbreak and then I went through all the stuff. And then I went through, just, you know what I mean? And like, I didn't know that my purpose was I needed to be heartbroken. Like I need to be heartbroken to get that down, to then be so passionate about giving people the tools to deal with to deal with when they're down. You know, so you have to be really patient. You have to be like, okay, I'm asking for it, and it will be given, and that is it. So everything else, you just have to surrender to. No matter what comes your way, you just gotta surrender, or else you're just fighting it basically. And the next thing I'll say is everything that I have or anything that I have achieved in my life nothing compares to the little little things I'm telling you now when you're sitting there and you get a big lump of money it's nothing it's like it's it's it doesn't feel the same as laughing with your friends and connecting with your friends and it doesn't feel the same like I love just having my little me time reading meditating and that's is what it's about it's about your time and raising your vibration each day by doing all the things that make you happy and being grateful for what you have in your life. So trying to strive for all this, you know, big money, big car, big house, like doesn't matter. Even Kim Kardashian mm. says, she was just like, I have everything. I just want <laughs> yeah. the little things. And that made so yeah. much sense because, and then the Jim Carrey always says like, I wish everyone could have everything to realize that it's not everything mm. because, you know, if money and if success or good looks made you happy, then those you know that means rich people wouldn't kill themselves or or good looking people but that happens all the time every single day so it's Mm. just um realizing what you have there's a great book the midnight library i love that one for just Mm. living in the now and yeah it's a really good book isn't it it's so cute yeah it was on a bit too long for me there could have been forced there like there was a lot of different (laughs) chapters that i was like okay right now we get it now but it was very nice to know that you know if you're constantly thinking about something else and comparing yourself comparing your life to something else then it will never come your you know you'll never be Mm. happy like you know what I mean yeah yeah that like gratitude practice and like mindset is like so so important you're like you seem like you're like just now like effortlessly like gratitude you know like sometimes you've got to like train yourself to do it like it's like the neuroscience of your brain like rewiring your brain to like look for all these good little things and appreciate them do you like did you have to like back when you were like skin and stuff did you were you like doing gratitude lists or do you still do them now like or are you now like have done it so much that it's such like a habit that it's now like really part of your identity to like think in that way so I think you can train yourself to think in that way but um yeah no I definitely I definitely think like um it's true like I still do gratitude in my journal every single day um but it's definitely trained ingrained in me now so if something bad happens I'm like okay where's the lesson like there's always a lesson or there's always something to be grateful for and there always is something to be grateful for so I do I do this every day still um it just makes me happy and I like to even like when in in my meditations I like to focus 
on like one thing that brings me gratitude and then I like to sit with the feeling because even sitting thinking about something that you're grateful for like your partner or your child or and, and sitting with that feeling like really raises your vibration and there's so many things that we forget to be grateful for and so you need to like rewire them like even walking past um like you could be having a shitty day and you're just walking along the street I'd be walking along the street and be going that retail store I'm so glad I don't work at retail anymore I'm so grateful you know things like that like you forget how far you've come in mm. certain things and even like I'm at nighttime you know I'm always like really I always wait thank you for keeping my grand and grand safe and well today you know there's so many things we grateful for if we just look out and when I'm starting like say say my friend like friends or whatever and they're like okay Sinead I'm ready for you to talk to me and like help me I'm like okay first thing you need to do is tell me five things you're grateful for every single day but a different five things every single day mm. and every day they're like uh uh and then they kind of come up with the same stuff like the coffee and then like you know they got to laugh or whatever I'm like no five different things every single day like I don't care like it's five or no, you're not getting past like you have to get five <laughs> so then that trains them to look for the good in every single day rather than looking for the bad so instead of like thinking about what went shit that day you're always asking like what went well you know, even little things like, you know, I had a really nice sleep. Um, the temperature of my room was really nice. Um, you know, because it just trains your brain to always look for the good rather than the bad. So I always say five different things every single day. And then, you know, you, you can use the same ones like every few months. Okay, I'll allow that. <laughs> now, I remember hearing you say that. I can't remember if you mentioned it on one of your podcasts or if it was just on your Instagram. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start doing that. So then I changed my gratitude list to be like, no, you're not allowed to write what you wrote yeah. yesterday because I heard you say that. And it makes you start to search deeper for all those little things because otherwise you just are like, I'm grateful for my mum. I'm grateful for my coffee. Like you just say the same things every yeah. day. Whereas the, there is so many things and like challenging yourself, think of different things. It's such a good tip. So it's so good that you like make your friends do that because it just opens up your like, your eyes to everything that's so good, like so much more. Um, so yeah, I love that so much. You, um, you have spoken quite openly in the past about like your relationships. And then obviously you speak about your heartbreak and you also wrote your book as well on relationships. So I love to dive into like some of the things that really helped you within relationships. Like what work did you do on yourself? Cause I know it kind of comes a lot down to us, especially when we're struggling in relationships. It's kind of like, oh, maybe I need to look inwards. And I know you speak on your Instagram quite a lot about like attachment styles and everything like that. And I just find all that stuff so fascinating. So what were like the main things that really helped transform the way that you show up in relationships? Um, I think what changed my life was attachment styles as well, because I just thought, you know, I was going through relationships and I was just using so many excuses like, oh, we're not in the same country or we're not this or you don't read or you don't meditate. We can't be together. I was just keeping everyone at arm's length basically because um, I wanted to stay away because I was so heartbroken before. Like, you know, I was in a really dark place after that heartbreak to the point where, you know, I didn't want to be on this earth. So I never wanted to be like that again. But at the same time, there is no better feeling than the vulnerability of being in love and like literally looking into someone's eyes and lying in bed with them and be like, you could literally break me right now. But that feeling of like vulnerability is so special and it's so good for spiritual growth to be that in love as well. It's so good. And it's, it's just amazing. And, you know, I was really like guarding myself for that for years because I'd went through that pain. And a lot of people have listened to this are probably the exact same so learning that I was an avoidant slash anxious attachment style was just uh, painful to say the least because I was like oh it's my fault it's not anyone else's fault <laughs> so um yeah I was like and then the thing about being an avoidant is you know it is proven that they are the most unhappy in relationships because they're always keeping them at arm's length with some sort of excuse like like you know oh I don't like his style so no no I don't really like his style or oh he's um he doesn't read he doesn't like all these things that you say and you just keep them away like oh no this is just casual that was my thing like no it's just casual it's just casual you know I have to go away like I work away this will never work blah 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 but I was just stop myself in this massive like like this part of life that I was gonna miss out on because you know I got hurt one time by like someone and it's not 
it's not it's not it's not a vibe it's just not a vibe guys <laughs> so I was like right oh my god I'm an avoidant I need to sort this shit out like I want to be in love again so then I went to therapy for being an avoidant because I was like no I have to fall in love and it just so happened that when I was in therapy for being an avoidant there was Jack so I think like it taught me a lot as well like I was with someone before Jack um, and then we were separated from the pandemic and then that taught me a lot as well because he's very secure and his he was very secure was anyone that had an anxious attachment type for me it was just like run run and run I couldn't deal with it so um yeah understanding that I was an avoidant and that I had commitment issues because of my past was very was very hard pill to swallow but I had to go through the therapy I had to read all the books I had to like I ended up doing like I did my relationship coach um certificate and all I was like oh my god I need to figure this out so I found out that it was an avoidant and then just got through it and like the ways to get through being an avoidant is when you're with someone at the beginning you're usually coming up all these icks basically you're like oh my god yeah. kind of keep them away when in fact your brain is literally trying to protect you so it brings up all these things and it brings all these things up to heal but in fact we just run so there were so many times and when you come to a very vulnerable stage in your relationship like when you keep going to the next step as an avoidant you just want to run you want to think of excuse like no you know I like I can't so I was in therapy and they were like lean in like just lean in when you feel like you want to go away just lean in and I was like oh, what? okay so just lean just leaned in and leaned in and then every time I leaned in and got past this like this like emotional distance that I was putting there myself it was like I just fell deeper and deeper in love and I was like because I was getting past and I was healing from all the things like even for example let's just say like Jack went on a night out or something like that like I would be like oh no like you didn't text me back oh my god no you're a dick you're a dick uh, I wouldn't speak <laughs> to you like I would I'd be like no I don't need that in my life but in fact like that's just me having emotional trigger from a past relationship from being cheated on in fact Jack is just absolutely conked out in his bed and he's not doing anything wrong so um you gotta like understand these triggers and like come forward with them and they come up all the time like this is not gone like you know I still feel that feeling like even even like moving in together was such a massive step but I felt myself emotionally distancing like the week before we were doing it I was like but I knew I knew it was my avoidant attachment style trying to protect me from being being more and more vulnerable and I was like lean in lean in it's okay lean in um and then like this week I like he literally like was like cleaning the house or something the other day and I just looked at him and I was like oh my god fuck's sake I'm more in love than I ever was because I <laughs> lent in so I think um understanding that that is an attachment style and if you keep keeping people at arm's length you're the one that's going to be unhappy do you know what I mean you're the one that's never going to feel this vulnerability of looking into someone's eyes and being in love and I just highly recommend anyone who's got a bit of commitment issues just to really learn about it and deal with it and when you know how to deal with it it's easier like I can tell Jack I'm feeling emotionally distanced because you know we're moving again we're moving on or we're taking another step and he's like he's that fucking secure he's just like yeah like let's chill like he knows what to do in those moments so just being aware and being able to talk to someone and not because if they're anxious he's like look I just need a little bit of space right now um I'm just dealing with something um it's just my attachment style and you can just really talk to them so I think like the the actual recognition of those attachment styles is definitely something that helped me and without them I don't think I would be in love right now I don't even think I would be with Jack if I'm honest which is crazy but yeah, yeah, like I think I would have just been like, no, 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 you live in Ireland, you can. And then like I made it work. I made it yeah. work because I was like, you know what? No, I need to stop saying that because you live here and your job is this. I was like, nobody is going to be able to deal with my job. So I need to make it work. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like I did long distance and, you know, the old me would be like, no, like we'll just, you know, do our own thing and go with people and we'll see if it happens. But I was like, no, we can make it work. And there was so much growth in that long distance. Like, there was so much growth in, in me and in him and us together by doing something so hard. So, yeah, no, you can do anything if you love someone, basically. I always tell people, they're like, oh, I want to. I'm like, no, you can do both. You actually can. Yeah. Like, long distance yeah. is not that, that crazy if you have the trust. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love that you said, like, there's no better feeling than, like, 
that vulnerability of being so in love, like lying there and staring in someone's eyes is so worth all like the fear that you might have of, and like when your attachment mm-hmm. style's coming up. Um, and as well, just hearing like you speak today, like everything that you're saying, like, and I know that your business is called Brave, like you're, you've got like the Brave Retreats, Brave Way, but like you can really hear throughout your whole story of your life, like that bravery and courage has been like such a big thing for you. Like as in that it's always been that thing that's pushed you to, to like push through whatever was coming up or that fear where most people would bottle it and be like, oh, you know, like oh, I'm not going to spend that money on that event um, that changed the game for you that meant, meant that you could just start working for yourself. Like, oh, I, I, I might lose it all, so I'm not going to do it. Like all these little moments where you could just run away, um, that like bravery and like courage in you is what like actually unlocked the door to like all the things in your life that you were visualizing and wanted um so yeah I just wanted to like say that it's just amazing like it just sounds like it's like such a theme of like bravery and courage throughout your whole story um but back on like relationships um you obviously mentioned attachment styles and like we spoke so much about the book attached on our podcast we like reference it all the time because it's such a good book um so but what other books for like relationships obviously you mentioned therapy and um like we we're sponsored by better help as well so we're like encouraging people to go to therapy all the time as well but like say like they financially can't commit to that yet but what about like so that but they can like afford books so what books would you recommend um for like just somebody who who needs to like learn more about themselves and like so that we be able to step into the vulnerability of like experiencing love what are the best books for that or like podcasts or anything like what are the best people to listen to apart from I you think... obviously <laughs> <laughs> I think the mastery of love because it's like the relationship with yourself and you realize that like most of the things you're held back from or because of yourself when you read that book and you have to really forgive yourself so that was an amazing book and that book gave me so much confidence like I literally could walk right up to boys and be like let's go on a date because I was like fuck it I didn't wasn't afraid of rejection anymore after that book so that's a great book the mastery of love and the next book for relationships like just a classic men are from Mars like that's a classic there's a few like I think that's a little attachment side as well I don't think it's separated men and women because when they were talking about the man I was like oh geez well that's me but I think like they're kind of talking about an anxious attachment and like I don't know. So Men Are From Mars is very good. And Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, that's a very good relationship book. And then depends on like where you are in your relationship. I would say if you're struggling with your your sex life within a relationship, there's a book called Mating in Captivity that talks about um how to create desire in the domestic life. So that's really good. And okay, let me think. Oh god, I have so much. I have so much heartbreak. I go I do so much heartbreak things. And then I think like just learning about human behavior in general and learning about the other person. And like knowing your partner is very important. And then obviously the techniques like relationship reviews, like we do a relationship review every week and people think that's crazy, but I'm like, it takes 10 minutes and it literally changes your life and can make everything so much easier. So yeah. And then you can just get your needs out and it's like a, a time where you don't, cause like usually if something annoys you or something happens, you hold it in and you're like, oh. and then it comes out when you're angry or it comes out when you're drunk so if you have that space once a week to be like, okay, I need this. This is what I'm grateful for for you this week. This is what I need. So we do like fan off. So it's like feeling, affirmation, need, ownership and struggle. So we just quickly rhyme off them. It takes 10 minutes and it can change everything. Like even this week, it was so important. Like we just did it quickly. And he was like, he was like I need, because sometimes you, if you don't think of it, if you don't need anything, you don't, you don't, you don't really ask. So we like, he was like, hmm, I think I need a little bit of me time to watch, um, lucifer and i was like i was like i need me time i'm so happy you said that i was just because obviously he's here by himself um like not by himself i know people so i'm like i don't want to leave jack on his own so he'd rather bring him with me or like i don't want to leave him because i'm like oh like you know he's no friends yet and then like but i'm also like really struggling with like me not having my freedom at the point because i'm used to being in ballet by myself so Mm. it was hard for me to adjust i was like oh what's going on and then when he said that I was like oh my god you need me time I need me time okay this is amazing and like can you imagine if we didn't have that weekly meeting I would literally be stuck at his hip for a month and he'd be literally like get away from me so yeah so like to do it weekly and just quickly go through what you need like something maybe you need to say sorry for something you're struggling with and just like an affirmation of like you know like you know Jack really helped me with the podcast because it stresses me out 
um like set me like he came in with all the stuff and like set me up at my friend's house you know things like that are so I'm yeah. so grateful for it but like I don't get a chance to express it properly so like when we have mm. those meetings I'm like I'm really grateful for that and thank you so much and then had given him the praise makes him do it again so <laughs> yeah I would say that was probably that. the best thing for you and <laughs> yeah just keep learning and love yeah Lo- like our education and love is so important people are like oh well I have a relationship like no you need to keep educating yourself on love because Mm. it's just you can just make it your life so much better yeah yeah that's beautiful I really feel like as well like doing the inner work is so important because I feel like the more you understand maybe your own triggers the more you have compassion for somebody else's triggers yeah I've definitely noticed that within my own relationship and I think as well um I love how you shared about the review thing because I definitely want to start doing that and I've been like curious as to what people are actually doing these reviews so I'm actually gonna like listen to that back and definitely start doing that but everything you shared in this episode has been so like beautifully put and like so practical as you always do I feel like everyone was going to take so much away from it but maybe just to like finish off do you have like a best piece of life advice or maybe something that you heard or a quote where you just heard it and it just changed your life um yeah so there's one I'm trying to think if I got on my phone there so I can oh it's actually very long basically I think no I think one of my favorite quotes is literally like a simple Oprah quote that I learned it was like how can you get the best from the world if you're not giving the world your best and it's basically just about you know how can you expect everything you know there's people always complain like this happens to me and this happens to me and if you sit back and be like okay why what am I giving to the world how am I giving? How am I giving service? You know, what energy am I giving out to people? Um, and then that can just change your day and change your life and just worry about just giving your best. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Powerful quote. Thank you so much, Sinead, for chatting with us today. Like, it's been such an amazing conversation. And we're going to link, like, uh, the meditation course and everything, the Instagram, your Instagram in the show notes. I feel like everyone that listens is probably already, yeah. that follows you and, like, knows everything about it. But we're going to link it all there um, so that everyone can start meditating and go yeah. on that beautiful journey you were uh, describing. Oh. But um yeah we've loved chatting with you you. we've wanted to like talk to you on the podcast for like a year so this has been amazing to finally do it yeah (laughs) so thank you so much for coming on yeah (laughs) thank you so much no problem I enjoyed that episode so much and honestly I feel like there were so many tips that people can take away especially with manifesting and just holding your vision and just knowing that you deserve to live the life that you want yeah like she inspired me so much and I love that quote that she's ended on like the Oprah quote like how can you expect the best from the world when you're not giving the world your best Mm -hmm. um she's got such an uplifting positive outlook on life it's like infectious so hope you guys are feeling the high vibes from that chat and if you want to get involved in Sinead's meditation course me and Abby are about to start Mm -hmm. it and we're going to be doing it together and we're just so excited but if you want to take part if you want to sign up to the brave way we have left the link in the show notes so that you can go on there and join Sinead's incredible meditation course and we've also left her Instagram name down there as well if you want to go and follow her but I'm sure most of you guys probably already do follow her yeah yeah definitely go and get involved with Sinead and if you were listening to this podcast and you thought I need some direction. What do I really want to achieve for 2022? Then we have the perfect workshop for you. Our favorite new year workshop is back. The invest in your dreams workshop. We're going to be going through visualizations, affirmations, moonshots, goals, intentions, everything to help you get the best out of the year. Yeah. So if you start the year and you're always like new year, new me setting goals, but then it comes to like March and you've forgotten what they all are. This is the workshop for you. We are going to be giving you all the productivity hacks, all the like real like practical actionable steps to actually make your goals a reality as well, because it's obviously very important to visualize, but it's also very important to get clear on how you're going to take, put one foot in front of the other and make these things happen. So if you want to make 2022 the year that you make yourself proud, if you want to join all the other amazing people that have already signed up, then book your spot for the workshop. It's on the 16th of January, which is a Sunday evening, 6 till 8 p.m. GMT. And it's just live on Zoom again. So you, we love doing them live because it's just amazing to just connect with you guys and like answer your questions 
emotions and share the high vibe energy. But we have 79 five star reviews on our workshops. We've been doing them for over a year now. So if you want to join these other amazing attendees who have got five star experiences out the workshops, um, then come and book your spot. We've left the link in the show notes, but it's just on our website, findyourfeetpodcast.com to secure your place. Yeah, and we also spoke a lot in this episode about like connection and the importance of that. So if you're feeling a little bit lonely in your own journey, you will meet so many incredible people on these mm. workshops. Like we like to get you min- mingling and really like connecting with the community. So that's a huge bonus. So if you're often a little bit lonely, then come along because we're always here. Yeah, come and join the Find Your Feet community because they are an absolute vibe, yeah. nicest people in the world. But that's all for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. If you loved it, let us know. Let Sinead know. Share it on your Instagram stories. Send it to a friend if you enjoyed it. Spread the word. Let's spread some positivity and good energy to everyone um and get the find your feet message out there but thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week